You are listening to Life Design Radio, from adversity to awesome, with me, Susan DiLorenzo. Tune in each month as I join with Dr. Pat and offer up the best tools for pulling the gems from adversity and designing a life you would really love. Have you experienced adversity in your life? Are you ready to leverage it and create a life you really love? No matter where you are in your adversity story, the topics on Life Design Radio are here to inspire, reassure, enlighten, and motivate you. Why wait? Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome. Yeah, this is Life Design Radio. I'm Dr. Pat. And for many of you, I get to do these shows with some of the most incredible people on the planet. And, you know, people have asked me recently, I've gotten a lot of questions recently. I'm starting to do some interviews outside of Transformation Talk Radio, uh, getting ready for our upcoming crowdfunding campaign. And one of the things people ask me has to do with how do I keep doing it? (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, it's easy. If you got to talk to Susan DiLorenzo at least once a month, maybe a couple of times a week to chit chat, you know, be on top of what she's doing in the world. Here's what you're going to know about that. It's amazing. And so people see things differently. And that's what today's show is about. But I'll tell you this, from Susan's perspective, somebody that's a cancer survivor and so much more, it's never about a message that she hasn't herself experienced. And so both today and yesterday and pretty much all the shows, when you hear somebody talking about something like make self-care non-negotiable, there is a lot of meat on those bones, right? You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, I could think about a million things, but the most famous one I want to bring up before we just get going here is something from my mom that she said that all of us girls listened to. My brother just ignored her. You make your bed, you sleep in it. And I'm telling you, when it comes to self-care, you literally sleep in your bed if you don't do this. Susan, it's great to have you. This is not only not negotiable, but I had a lot of thought about this, um, especially for myself lately. And I made some decisions for myself based on this show. Oh, wonderful. I'd love to hear it. Okay. And then we'll get started. So here's what I did. I canceled my gold gym. uh, What do you call that? Membership. Membership? Jessica canceled it. Why? Why you say? You're saying that is the wrong direction, Pat. (laughs) You got your reason. I'm not going. I'm not going to the gym. So here's what I did. There was a special sale on, somebody sent it to me, QVC. They heard me talk about this. And it was for the total gym, like the Chuck Norris gym. See, I will work in my home. And I, they were sold out. Wow. And I almost gave up. But you know this about yourself, don't you? I almost gave up. And then I'm looking at this and she's like, no, Susan's like, no, it's non-negotiable. So you know what I did? I called the total gym people directly. And I said, can I have it for this price? They didn't even blink. My total gym is coming Friday. But that is just one action. From your perspective, What are all of the arguments of limitation we have around this? And this is important. And you had to learn the hard way and I had to learn the hard way, didn't you? 
Yes, I knew you'd be able to relate to this one. <laughs> I knew you would. We have so many similar things in terms of our adversity world that is behind us now because we have taken charge of our lives. I think the before picture of most of us, uh, and you can recognize yourself in this too, listeners, I'm sure, is when we let the world run us, when we're not running our own world, and we feel like we're the answer to all the demands of our day, rather than looking at our calendar and say, you know what, I created this calendar. I didn't just answer to the calendar. And that is our first step, is making the decision that we're going to turn this on its head and not let our world run us. Uh, before, uh, you know, I had the cancer diagnosis, I was that woman who was, a, and shortly after cancer, you know the story that I was divorced. I mean, I was on my own, a uh, uh, Back in good yep. health, I was already taking care of my health, but I was still a single working mom with a big mortgage, felt like I had to go into that job, had to do everything, yes, 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 and um, not enough for me, never enough for me. I was just running on fumes. I mean, how many of us out there can relate to that, that we're just using that push energy, uh, very little um, where we design the day. And that's what we're going to get in here today with, is designing it, saying yes to self-care, and then what would that look like for each and every one of us? Like, you knew you weren't going to that gym, and you said, well, that's that's not a all-or-nothing answer for me. I can do it this way, and I'm going to do it. Yeah, and you know how easy it was for me not to make that phone call? Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I'm saying? So like when QVC says we are sold out, most people are like, and in my outbox, it was canceled, right? So I yes. didn't cancel it, but I don't really know. And you know how easy it would have been just not to do it? You could even say, oh, I wasn't meant to do this. Oh, it just didn't oh, work out. God. I guess I wasn't meant to do it. We, we yeah. are so good oh. at coming up with a, a good palatable reason <laughs> so good for you i if i were there i'd be patting you right on the back for that one because uh that is a power move we especially when we don't feel like it when these things are new for us it's not going to come naturally it's going to feel like the opposite of natural and you won't feel like doing it uh for me i get up early so I can fit self-care in. That sounds counterintuitive when you can sleep till seven, but you get up at six. But you do those things that set a tone for your entire day. And that's what we'll be getting into as well. Um, I'm really I'm really fired up about this because we yeah. start with the best of intentions. Right. You know, I'm going to have right. great health. I'm going to work out. I'm going to work on my relationships. Uh, you know, I'm going to do all this stuff with the kids and take care of my home. It's going to look fabulous. You know, we put all this stuff on ourselves and it's not that it's not good stuff. It's wonderful stuff, yeah. but it has to have an order to it, and we have to be at the top of that order. Now, let me ask you this question, because I really want to hear from you on this. When you and I went through our healing crisis, you know, for me, mine started in 04 and lasted almost a decade. Um, and we are now in a different time. So it is hard for me to actually even do a radio show, and Benny is on here as well. And if this were a Facebook live show, what would be happening with it? There'd be two other producers. The day, the times we live in right now mm. have accelerated since you went through your healing. I went through mine. 
is tell me if there's an impact on this or is this just something like in my mind and then how about you what did you do about it right that is a great question and you can see in the world that we're at a very tense tense time whether it's politics uh anxiety around the work not having work you know there are a lot of different angles people are so impatient with each other and i was actually uh driving down with a friend on a long car trip and we were talking about this show and and uh how we were going to talk you know how i was going to talk about self-care with you and all around us are these frantic drivers on the new jersey turnpike wherever we are cutting in and out mindlessly frantic and we started to kid with each other now there's someone who could use some (laughs) self-care because that's probably the last thing on their plate and um, it just think about the impatience waiting in line anything where if you are not at the captain of your own ship (laughs) and you're letting everything else feed your reactions you are going to have a big burnout at some point hopefully not in terms of a health crisis but that is definitely your body finally says you know what i'm done with you doing this and i you got to lay down and listen to that doggone doctor or listen to me because uh at one point we don't have a choice self-care will become mandatory you don't want to wait until that moment listen to me now and don't go there all right dr pat that is not what we need to uh focus on so yes Our body is always sending us feedback. Our mind is too. When we cannot think straight, when we just want to crash, if we're living on coffee and sugar and uh, forgetting the rest, just trying to make do and going, having wine before we go to bed. Now, none of these are standalone bad. It's fine. I'm talking about the combo platter that's holding you up instead of mindful designing and that's really what I want to focus on as well, is that we're seeing too many people, and I can think of lots of women because I have lots of women friends. You know, we were sold this bill of goods, really, that was at first very encouraging that you can have it all. You got the great job. Now you're in a career. Oh, guess what? You still have a house and people pretty much still expect you to take care of the children and clean the house and have a great party and blah, blah, blah. I think that has changed a little bit. I think uh, guys, younger men have definitely picked up on that. There's much more sharing of this, but now we've got two people absolutely (laughs) frantic. And this is where um, I am just amazed when I look back at my life that I didn't create an illness sooner (laughs) when I see how I was going. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. I mean, and uh, I think at some level, if I look back and I and I noticed this as I was getting ready for today's shows and I thought about this, one of the things I thought about, I didn't create the chronic type you and I are talking about. What I mean by that is when you and I are talking about an illness, we are talking about a chronic situation. Right. Because now we understand the word chronic and chronic illness in our society and it's never been higher. Right. It's on the rise. Right. So but if I look back at the little mini situations from not eating the right food, right, from drinking too much, from staying out late. I mean, there's a list. If I were to put those together, I would be able to see that all of that lifestyle stuff, all of that lack of self-care. Boom. 
led yeah. to one event. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And you know what it made me think of? It doesn't have to be full-blown, you know, cancer or fibromyalgia or something. There are other horrible stress-related things like grinding our teeth and hair loss and bleeding gums. And there are all these other little ways that we're getting little uh, bigger taps on the shoulder before we invite in large illnesses. And uh, you pay attention to that. We, we kind of notice them, but we push them aside. And, and think we're going to get to it. And we only really are guaranteed today. Not everybody's eyes open today. Ours did. We don't want to get to a point where we're fighting for a life. We want to have the life now and make it a great one. So another point I wanted to make here was that there's a big mm -hmm. correlation between self-care and self-esteem. And I know we've talked about that a lot during my shows. And I just remember how... I just sublimated just about every part of my life to make it for the rest of uh, my family, my work. I worked for four people. Um, everything was about somebody else. And I just had to answer for it. And and certainly we can look at the way we were brought up, Pat, with, you know, if we were codependent or what we ever did to save the day, and then we just take it into our new life. But there is something about owning and valuing ourselves that is going to guarantee that we're going to come at this from a much better place than, oh, you know, I really should take better care of myself. Hopefully I'll find some time to do that. But if we're saying, you know what, I came here to live a life of great value, not only for other people, but to experience life at a higher level. And I just can't do that when I'm falling apart. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, let's go ahead and skip the break because this is so important. I want to keep us rolling here on this uh, for a lot of reasons. One is sometimes it's hard, Susan, to connect the dots. Maybe not for you, mm. but sometimes for me, it's hard to connect the dots. But see, I, I think I have the same advantage as our listeners have. They get to listen to shows like this. I get to listen to and participate in them, prepare for them. And so it's almost as if I'm looking at what you're going to share today. Um, and then I get this sense I was there. And so before we talk about what it feels like to be trapped <laughs> in a lifestyle, you know, to literally be shackled in a lifestyle. And we say these things to ourselves oh, before yeah. we do that. Um, I want to make sure folks know that this isn't just a show you do. This is a body of work. You work with people from all walks of life, from everywhere, whether they are ill or not ill, whether they want to excel or they want to live in a place of peace and joy. And you have a beautiful way to do that. And so I want to make sure folks know, one, how they can find out more about the, that how they can contact you on social media and how they can work with you directly. So let's do that before we talk about the shackles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, this is uh, called the shackle free zone when you work with me. <laughs> so, yes, I love my work. I love my clients and I feel like they are all on a hero's journey. They are coming out of their own shackles whether it's a lack of self-care, going for 
a new job that they never thought they could get. I have one person right now, I love her to death, going from the financial world to being an artist. I mean, there are so many ways, and there's nothing wrong, by the way, everybody, with being in the financial world. It's it's, it's an exciting place to be. So uh, kudos to everyone who loves doing that. That's wonderful. But the idea here is working to live a life you truly deserve and giving it to yourselves through training, through the tools of mindset and actions. You're accountable to somebody else that this is going to happen for you. And that's why I love this work. If you're interested, please reach out to me at Susan at SusanDeLorenzo.com, S-U-S-A-N-D-E-L-O-R-E-N-Z-O. You can also find me at my website, SusanDeLorenzo.com. So there is my shameless plug. (laughs) No, it's not shameless. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually the way people can reach out for help because look at, right. we were, I, I shared at the top of the show, my experience about the gym for a reason. Um, maybe you run across people that are really good at asking for help, but my experience is that is not the case. That's why I didn't want to go to break because look, how many people have you worked with or how many people, you know, or even yourself feel like they're locked in. Let's go back to shackled. Because yes. I like that shackle-free zone, and I wrote that down uh, to, to give that to Kat. Um, shackle-free zone. Yes. Yeah. And people would say to us, oh, really? Do you have to be so negative? Yeah, right. I do. Because you know what? When you're locked in, you know you're locked in, and it doesn't feel good. Tell us what that means to be locked into a job, a lifestyle, a relationship, yeah. you know, the scale that you get on every morning. <laughs> <laughs> there are how many, yeah, how many ways can we serve this up? You know, we've heard about the golden handcuffs, the people that won't leave a job because they feel that the benefits alone require them to be there. And that gets harder and harder. It, it sounds like such a logical uh, explanation and there are real benefits, but I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's not like you've just, you know, uh, flipped this switch and you're, uh, it doesn't mean you don't have to at some point, but there's a gradual way to get there. And that's what I'm talking about with coaching as well, because we start with the mindset of somebody who is free in their heart and soul, and then can take the steps to manifest those very wonderful things in their life that they're coming for. You think about people who give themselves <coughs> what seem, excuse me, like real excuses And it's just the way we keep ourselves stuck. It is what my mentor calls common hour thinking and not this brave thinking that we have to move into in order to make real changes. And that's where a coach comes in handy because we're here holding your hand. We're reminding you who you really are, that you're not just this person wearing golden handcuffs, the provider who has to show up every day. Yeah, all of us have responsibility. I still have to pay bills. I still do things, but I do do it in a way that gives me life. I don't, I no longer sit in the chair of somebody who feels trapped. And that's what I want for all of us, because I imagine a world where we all have literally set ourselves free with one of the first things being self-care. I look back now and I really see, you know what? I was doing my best as a single working mother and I completely forgive myself. And I'm glad my son who was little at the time forgives me too, because there were times I was absolutely spent. 
And here's this kid who only wants his mom to make him something for dinner. And he was a really picky eater. And as I'd find myself at some point saying, would you please stop making more work for me? Here's this little kid going, I'm sorry, mom, I'll, I'll learn how to make dinner myself. And you know, that made me feel awful. <laughs> and here's the good news I have to say about companies. More and more companies are waking up to the burnout that they're seeing in their employee population. Right. And they are, I know my former employer was definitely up on this and then have uh, programs in place right in the workplace, have a gym at the workplace, have people they can call on the workplace to help with health questions. So kudos to all the companies that are look taking a, a multidimensional view of their employees so that they've got an employee who's happy enough to keep coming back in and doing what they love doing there. Because really, we've talked about this, push energy, it just can't cut it in the long run. We may even know this, but it just becomes our go-to. It is a paradigm. It is uh, just a simple little thing we activate in ourselves. So just check in on yourselves, uh, listeners, with this one. Consider the difference, you know, when you first come back from a lovely vacation and you're rested and you're like, hmm, this is great, you know, you're still breathing. And then you walk into your place and you start to hyperventilate a little bit and think back to the day before you leave on vacation and you're using nothing but push energy just to get the heck out of there. And so what if, what if you could show up every day like you just came back from vacation. Now that sounds like a pretty tall order, but that takes a process. And that's where coaching comes in as well, because you'll see that many people will leverage their health, even going into work when they're sick. And they, I got to get to that meeting. I've got to, you know, and had they been all along in a sense of maintenance and not having to push themselves to this moment, because then we're forced to to stay out when it gets bad enough and we often come back too soon while we're still even a little weak or run down and we are in this horrible cycle that we find three weeks later you got that cold back again or whatever it is so just notice that notice if that's you and and let's re-examine where you could go rather than getting back like a hamster on a wheel i just noticed um from my correlation also of experiencing cancer, being in a toxic marriage and overworking myself. You know what? I did have little pokes at me saying, you can't keep going on like this. Yeah. And I wouldn't listen. You know, it's as if it's, I have a phrase. I'll share it with you. Yeah. If you don't do it, if you don't do it, the universe will do it for you. All right. Yeah. (laughs) And And we'll do it for you. Right in a way that you can't possibly comprehend. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You can look back and go, oh yeah, I was <laughs> on that road, but I didn't listen. Um, so I knew I needed to take better care of myself. I knew I was in this relationship that was going to be awful. I was even knew I was burning the candle at both ends, but I just kept trucking along like, I can handle this, I can handle this. Well, until I couldn't handle it. Yeah. And my body said, that's it, sister. You wouldn't listen. Now we're going to make you listen. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Susan, fast forward to where we are today. Let's just talk about this before we go to break. Uh, the statistics now show that if you look at the divorce rate, right, because there are people who do nothing but collect data on this, right? Yes. 
if you look at the, the statistics on divorce rate, the numbers of divorces that happen to people that are chronically ill, the statistic on that would shock people. So here you are, you're in the middle of a healing crisis and for whatever, however it comes up, right? In my case, it was, I'm called to be alone. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I can hardly walk. I'm looking at a wheelchair. You know, you want to be alone. Let me, let me ship you to a planet. Um, and you hear those in the middle of the, probably the, 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 the most difficult time of your life. It is traumatic. And that's why your message is so important. You've been there. You know what it's like to be there, but you also know what it's like to get out of there. And that's what we're going to talk about. Absolutely possible. That's right. right. Because even in the middle of that, I bet you're like me and you keep thinking, I could have done more in this relationship. Why could? So here we are needing self-care and we're thinking, oh my gosh, how selfish have I been? You know, why did I ruin this relationship? Well, we got news for you. When we come back, we're going to talk about the self word. Give us a call if you if you relate to any of this or you want some help from a master. 1-800-930-2819. And by the way, taking time out and going to the movie, that is okay. We'll be right back. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. If you struggle with fear and anxiety, you know how powerless and stuck these emotions can make you feel. You've tried everything, but nothing helped you overcome these blocks. Dr. Friedman Schaub, award-winning author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, created a special program which helped thousands of his clients to become healthy, happy, and confident again. Learn how to eliminate negative self-talk, let go of your emotional baggage, and replace limiting beliefs. With Dr. Friedman's accelerated program, you can break through your challenges. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. If you have a sense that you are meant for more, Join Heather Allison every third Tuesday at noon Pacific as she explores an ancient, forgotten energy within us and helps us access our original archetypal blueprint. The Golden Path will help you remember the key to unlocking your life, love, success, and magic you were meant for. A key to unlocking your golden path. Visit heather-allison.com. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas. The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffemd.com. Darcy Pariso is your connection to spirit, energy, and healing. You can meet Darcy in person at upcoming events throughout Seattle. 
Do you have questions about your animal companions, yourself, or do you desire to communicate with loved ones on the other side? Darcy will connect you and get answers. Darcy can also work with energy healing to help you and your animal companions feel more balanced and recharged. Visit DarcyPariso.com events. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Okay, so, yeah, unbelievable, right? Um, Very interesting. We're talking about self-care. Susan DiLorenzo is somebody that doesn't just talk about it. Her own journey, you know, cancer, whether it's that or we're looking at what she does in life and how she does it, right? When we're talking about Life Design Radio and we're talking about you know, this show of hers from adversity to awesome. You have to really ask yourself, what do these two know about it? And certainly what does Susan know, know about it? And you're going to be able to find that and much more. If you go take a look at her website, which is susandlorenzo.com, you know, because this is the work she does. You know, she didn't just have cancer. What she did is say, yeah, I had a whole life experience and I figured out how to move beyond it. Now, that's what she does. And it's not just about cancer. It's about shackles. It's about stepping into that unshackled zone with her so that you can experience a new sense of freedom in your life so that you can figure this out for you. And today, Susan, let's talk about the self word, because I know that for me and I know that for you. You know, selfish is one of those words or labels somebody can put on you. And man, does that shackle you up. And you put it on yourself. Like if you grew up in a family like that, it's let's just say it. Self-care is the opposite of selfish because now you are ready to give again. You know that phrase? I actually posted it to promote the show today on Facebook. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So, uh it's an antiquated belief, especially here in the, in the United States, that, you know, if you're not working, you are very of very little value. You're actually lazy or you're falling behind. And so we, we put this hustle into ourselves. But we also think about it, Pat. We inflict it on our children. We're modeling something for our kids to follow and actually push our children into all kinds of things as well. And we're just like taking the whole family on this ride. And I'm only half kidding when I say that the Puritans ruined it for everybody. <laughs> because you think about that, that old... The, you know, idle hands or the devil's work and that just keeps us toiling and judging others who aren't and judging ourselves. Let's say enough to that and make a new US of A that is balanced and really serves, serves from the heart, not from an exhausted body. <laughs> so I really want to turn this kind of thinking on its head and install the reality that self-care really is the opposite of selfish. Why don't we call this self-care is service. Self-care is service to all. So running on fumes 
problems only go so far, and then our deliverables turn into disaster. <laughs> That's the way I like to put it, because we have such great intentions and high hopes for everything we're doing. But if we're doing it in this exhausted, manic way, you know, self-care is the recharge that ensures that the important people and the goals in our lives are being served. And at this standard, we feel good about. <laughs> and yes, when we stop feeling guilty about it, it feels good. And, you know, it honors the body, mind, and spirit, which is driving us to want good and to serve us, serve our purpose. So imagine if we all took the time for self-care, what the world would look like. I was half kidding about that, about driving on the highway. <laughs> but imagine it would be in a much peaceful roadway. So first of all, I believe we'd be a lot more patient with each other. And we wouldn't be so quick to react and regret it later, especially with our children and our loved ones. We really take it out on the relationships we think are the sturdiest, but we, we can do better there. And just consider, even with a car, things go wrong when we forget to do the things for that car and keep it running and prolong its overall life. And our spirit is inhabiting this earth car, <laughs> our, our earth suit of sorts, and we need to operate in this amazing world with it. So... You and I have things we want to do. We even say we have to do them. And we need our vehicle, our body, which includes the well-being of our mind to direct things to their best outcome. So put together a maintenance plan for yourself just like you do for your car. And, um, and take care. And it doesn't have to start huge like a over, re, you know, like taking your car in for an overhaul. Start with just changing the oil if we're going to keep this metaphor going by getting enough wait, sleep. Wait, wait, wait. Let me even start a little bit before that because okay. if you're somebody like me, you don't know how to do this at all. Mm. All right. Let me ask everybody out there this simple question with the car. Like Benny knows this too. Okay. How many of you would get in your car, let's say with the small infant in the back seat, and your windshield is so dirty that the minute the sun pops on it, mm. you can't see. How many of us will do that? Would you do that? And, and would you do that even if you didn't have a small infant in there? For those of you out there, yeah. How about your dog? Would you get in a car? with something that you love, because obviously this is a conversation about how much we actually love ourselves. But if, would you get in a car, get behind the wheel of a car and get on that 405, right? <laughs> and drive down that 405. But if you're in California, you get on other highways. But would you do that? Or would you then pop that little button in and wash your, your wiper, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and even if you didn't do that, Knowing where you live is dusty and dirty, and this happens a lot. Would you fill that thing up? See, we got to start somewhere. Mm, that's right? right. That's what we're saying here. And, yeah, we, we are using this fun car analogy, but there are real consequences here. And, and if you, no matter what age you are in your life, let's put the stake in the ground right here, right now, and say from this moment on, I'm taking the steps. I'm learning what it is to be in self-care. I'm going to pick the best things that resonate with me and make this 
enjoyable. It's not supposed to be horrible to be in self-care, like, oh, I've got to eat right. i got to exercise. We want to find fun things to do. Like, I love to play tennis. You love to play ping pong. I love certain foods that are good for me, and I focus on those. So just start and say, this is it. I'm done feeling bad. I'm done feeling like I'm a burning, <laughs> a burnout. And and, and say yes right now. And, and here is a great way to start. Learn to say no. Are you a pleaser? <laughs> because I sure was. And I do still have remnants of the pleaser in me because um, I notice when I'm about to go there. And, but I notice it so I can stop it and redirect myself. Because we, you know, if you're a pleaser, you know, you're like me and we enjoy the feeling of helping others. But it can be like a, a feeling of obligation if we're not careful, almost like an automatic reflex. We're just saying yes before we're even considering what we're saying yes to. And it's amazing how we can create an identity about being the one, being the savior, being that awesome person who always says yes and potentially taken advantage of if we let it happen. So do you ever notice, Pat, how there's yeah. always that one person or a couple of people you go to because you know they're most likely going to say yes? Well, I'm raising my hand because that was one of me. Yeah. And it takes practice. And you may think I'm kidding, but start practicing saying no in the mirror. <laughs> Look into your eyes and start saying no. It may even make you cringe the first few times you say no, especially when you're in front of your requester's face. Yeah. Just yeah. keep going. You're on your way if you can get that one down. Yeah, you know, so here's the thing with that too, right? Because one of the things I know you probably did this, I had to actually say their name, like if there was a person a specific mm. person. And in my life, there was, there was like one specific person, right? That I had a horrible, horrible time. And I would have to do exactly what you did, say their name and then say it, and then really get in contact with how I feel about it. And then be ready to respond back. You know, I, I, I learned this from a friend of mine. I I play ping pong. So I'm definitely around different cultures, right? Especially a culture from Asia. And one of the things I learned was how very peacefully and calmly to say no, right? Right. To say, thank you very much. I'm not yeah. able to do that. Wish and then I, you get yeah. blah, 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 blah. And th this is what I learned. Well, thank you. I'm not able to do that. So I learned how to just repeat that because what do we do? What is, what is a shackle? Here's a shackle that you and I both know is the shackle of defending yes. our self care. And almost wincing Ooh. while you say it, like you're going to get a, a, you know, a punch in the tummy or something, but it's, it's really, that, or that you're so disappointing somebody you care about. And there's just that look on their face uh, that just makes you feel like, you know, you're mm. terrible. You didn't say yes. <laughs> yeah. And then what ends up happening is, you know, you start to defend yourself. And if this is a tough one for a lot of people, here's what can happen. You get away with not having to do that thing. But in exchange, that's the topic of the show today, negotiate. What you then negotiate is doing something. <laughs> Oh, twice yeah. as hard that yeah. <laughs> watch that yes. Time, yes totally inconvenient why why are we doing that 
Well, that's just that. Let me make it up to you a moment, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just walk away before that moment happens. That's all we can say until you get good at this stuff. Just start with the basics. And, And it's really just about the practice of coming back to what you've heard this in business, the big rocks in your life and with self-care being one of them and then just eliminating or pulling back on the rest. You know, many of you will say they're all big rocks, but that's not usually the case. I find when I speak with my clients, we can come up with what's got to go and what's going to stay and the big things that have to be at the top. And so we have this opportunity to stop the madness and redesign our lives in a way that focuses on the most important things and cuts out the rest to leave room for decompressing, for regrouping, for just being. And so being at a better level of composure and best of all, clarity, clarity to help us move through our world without being in a fog. Um, Here's the other thing, Pat, on the other hand, we must learn to ask for help. You know, if we're all balancing it out, there are people that do say yes for the right reasons. And so many of us say yes to everyone else and feel badly asking others for help because we don't want to be of trouble or bother them. Notice if that's you, because I learned to ask for and accept help during my cancer journey. And it truly showed what a blessing it is to receive and to allow others to feel the goodness of their giving and making a difference in someone's life. So don't refuse uh, goodness. Notice that too. That's a self-esteem game also. If you notice somebody wants to do something nice and you go, oh no, you shouldn't. Oh, don't buy me lunch. Don't do this. You know, anything where you have to be wonder man or wonder woman, <laughs> notice that and uh, give someone the opportunity to give to you and feel the beauty of receiving something genuine. Um, that's going to charge your battery in another way. Yeah. So, oh, charge a battery, charge your battery. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's talk about that, because we're going to go ahead and skip this break, because I I, we need to talk about what that means. So here we are. We've taken people through the idea of shackle, shackle free zone with you, Susan DiLorenzo. I like that. I wrote that down. That's Mm -hmm. that's it. Shackle free zone, Susan DiLorenzo. Here we are. Now we've gone through this. Now we got the big rocks. And I'm so glad you brought up the big rocks. Okay, FYI, boulders. How many of us have heard rolling the boulder up a hill? Mm -hmm. Right. Let's talk about what self-care is for you. You. You and you and you and you and you and you and me and Susan. Because here's what I know about this, right? Here's what I know. This is not a one-size-fits-all. What would you say to that? That's exactly right. You know, we can all agree on getting enough sleep, but that may mean different things for for different people. We are inhabiting different physiology. So eating wisely, uh, exercise, we have different issues with our joints. We're going to be careful that what exercise we do is right for the body we have. Oh, boy. And, And then tending to meaningful relationships. You know, kids spouses, whatever it is, you can't just add water and wish them well, right? We've got to uh, put them in a place, and especially in a place where um, 
we're not putting too much on them as well. I see overscheduling right and left to make them, uh, to fill up a schedule, yes, especially if, if you're at work, that can happen. But then if you're finding yourself driving all over kingdom come, and that's adding to everyone's stress, I have a number of younger clients, I'll say in their 20s or 30s, who already know they don't want this kind of stress in their life that they grew up watching their parents with. So, I'm so happy to see this. And they want to create a life that they don't need to escape from. And and we're still talking about meaningful work, but a balanced life, time for outside interests and friends and giving back to the community and, yeah, self-care. So I've mentioned this uh, before, you know, and, and we're talking about uh, activities that light us up. But what if we were to write out, and I am recommending this, write out and describe what you'd love your life to look like in as much detail as possible. This is going to make it clearer on what you want and what you don't want. And what we're going to do here is pay attention to the feelings. These are spiritual signals, longing and discontent. These are going to help you discern what stays and what goes. In addition, you want to get clear and honor your core values. Does everyone know what their core values are? I mean, that's something that many of us really put to paper, but that would be a great exercise too. Make sure your health and well-being are on the top of that list of core values. And ask yourself, if I were uh, able to, well, let's say I'm, I'm rewriting a typical week in my life. How would I want it to flow? Get out that calendar. Pick a, bank, a blank page so nothing else is influencing you, okay? And, and say, well, am I going into the job I love? Is it about the hours I'm keeping, but I love the job? But I love to join a sports league because I love volleyball and I haven't done that since college, do yoga? You know, ask yourself, what gets the ax here? It's very much like that wonderful analogy they use with um, airplane passengers to put your air mask on first before you serve another person. You must come first. And sometimes your day gets a little away from you, but it doesn't have to be your whole week. And notice that if you've come to a point where it's been three days and you're back on the on the hamster wheel again and you were just starting a great program, well, that's a paradigm coming back to collect you into your old world. And you can choose at that moment to notice it and say, you know what? I'm installing a whole new operating system. This is going to take some time. You, you will become more skilled as you learn to discern and make better choices. You know, if you went to your cabinet and you pulled out a glass and the glass broke. You wouldn't go back to your cabinet and keep breaking the other glasses. You'd say, whoops, I broke a glass. You'd sweep it up and you'd go back and get a glass for its real purpose. And that's what I'm saying. Fill up yourself. I know here we go with another metaphor. But the idea here is you don't, even if you it's been a week, it's two weeks, it's a month, get back there. Get back there. Ask for help. Be accountable. You know what? 
I just hired a health coach. I want to be accountable to somebody. I've made great strides, but I want to get even better. I want limitless energy. I want full vibrancy. I certainly have come a long way since cancer, but once you start moving in this direction, you just find new ways of being in the world that you want to keep going with. Well, you know, part of this is let's keep going and let's make sure that we get some help and how to keep going. Um, one thing for sure, let's make sure that folks know that they can work with you. Absolutely. Because sometimes we don't even know what we don't know about how to even start. And I didn't know that. I mean, if it wasn't for this radio show, which was literally the only thing that I could do during that period of time in my life, um, I learned so much, but you opened the door to work with people to hear what they have to say. And sometimes you start smaller and sometimes you start larger. It doesn't matter. So how can people do that? How can they find out more about you? Yes, I'm at Susan at SusanDiLorenzo.com or you can reach me through my website. You'll get to learn a lot about me if you head to my website, SusanDiLorenzo.com. And there is a phrase I love that really is all about the work we're doing because many people sleepwalk through life. And I love this saying, I wonder if I've used it on the show before, that some people live 90 years while others live the same year 90 times. And that doesn't mean it's a great year and you want to keep going over and over in that year. It's, it's, it's just like that hamster wheel. So just notice, uh, as with my clients, that you have to let a few things go. And in order to have the life you really want, not everything can come with you. Anxiety, low self-esteem, lack of forgiveness. These are all the things we work on. We pack a whole new toolkit so that you, no matter where you're coming from, no matter what your adversity, you're letting go what no longer serves you so that you can be your authentic best self. And just notice if you have even tried a few times and you think you can't do it, come back. Usually the question is accountability. If you do this on your own, you're going to get swallowed up just like an undertow with your old habits. And that's why I love coaching so much is that we get people on a path that they can sustain. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about for folks today, you know, bringing us back to the center, to the beginning. And that is self-care is not non-negotiable. It's the non-negotiable idea that we have to embed, right? Yes. But you also have ways and very practical ways to get people to really be able to shift even a little bit, right? Um, and I think that's that's the kind of thing that many of us uh, fail at. We fail at biting too much of a, a of a thing, not being able to chew it, and end up getting indigestion from doing that. And so this doesn't have to be like that, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. And we even have ways with affirmations that at least start where what we're after here is everything follows a mindset, the subconscious mind. It's not what we want. It's what we're doing that the subconscious mind is putting uh, our reactions, our thinking. So we're doing a reprogramming. We're installing a new operating system. And there are ways to do that. Coaching is big, but we start with just looking ourselves in the mirror and saying, you know what? I love you. 
you're doing a great job and you're getting better every day. Now that sounds like something Stuart Smalley would say on Saturday Night Live, but there's a reason for that. And that is it feels so inauthentic at first. But if you kept doing that for a month, all of a sudden you're walking down the street going, hey, I'm doing a great job and I'm getting better every day. And you don't know where that came from, but it is how this stuff works. It's all about noticing and what Emerson called standing guard at the portal of our mind so that we can notice the self-defeating thoughts, the actions that serve other others but never ourselves and get off the rat wheel so that we can install the new operating system. I just want to say to my listeners to keep at it and you won't be perfect with these changes at first. It just starts with a firm decision. You won't do this if you don't decide and commit. If you just say, oh, I should, you know, I really should. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) happen. So, you know, you just want to affirm that you and those you love deserve your best self. Body, mind, spirit. It will otherwise just remain this wistful idea that makes you sigh with longing and tell yourself why you can't. Because believe me, we all have amazing excuses. We have the best excuses ever. And they sound real until you kick them to the curb and you start doing this. You'll be like, wow, why did I wait so long? I didn't have to. I didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing it so long. We're masterful at it. You know what I'm saying? You know, we believe our own talk. And by the way, super convincing to other people, right? Yes. Except if Linda's your best friend. That's (laughs) not going to work, right? Friends that call you on it. Amen. Oh, my God. You know, it was very hard for me to do this even now. Um, But I made a commitment. You know, my escape is, okay, one more time, Benny, ping pong table tennis. It's my my happy place. And to take off an hour from the office or two hours... And go play was one of the hardest things I could ever do. Or I'm still working on the Saturday one because Saturday when I get up, I check my email. I have to. I have to. I'm a business owner. Mm. But I have now put like uh, one of those, what do you call it? Those hourglasses? Hourglass. Yes. Um, Oh, yes. It's old school. Don't even say it, Benny. (laughs) I know. I could set the alarm on my phone. Um, (laughs) In an hour. So I'll do it with an hour and be ready to go out of the house. That's dramatic. It's, yeah. It is dramatic for it's me. It's dramatic to have the hourglass, too, because that is, boy, if we had one going, how would we use our time? If we thought, would we be, you know, mindlessly on social media for an hour? Would we be in front of a TV show for three hours? You know, we would really see, wow, this is my life coming through the sands of that hourglass. And we would make new new choices. And bravo, Pat. I know. Bravo for you to do that. This is awesome. Susan, personal message. I know there's so much we talked about today, but you live and breathe this in helping people. Give us a give us the takeaway the for closer. today. The closer. The, the uh, so, uh, unshackle your life thing. Yes, and that is a commitment. Please, those of you who are listening, you already have the signs probably that this is the time for you. It's now. Put that stake in the ground, and make a commitment to yourself. This is truly a game changer. It's it's not just about working harder, pushing more. 
It won't happen without your commitment and discipline. Who knew we'd have to use the words commitment and discipline around caregiving for ourselves? But it's true. It's true. So start small. Thank you for listening to Life Design Radio. From adversity to awesome. With me, Susan DiLorenzo. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com as I join with Dr. Pat and offer up the best tools for pulling the gems from adversity and designing a life you would really love. No matter where you are in your adversity story, the topics on Life Design Radio are here to inspire, reassure, enlighten, and motivate you. For more information on Life Design Coaching with me or to listen to this show again, Visit SusanDiLorenzo.com.